Welcome to season two of the Real Love, Real Talk podcast. We're happy you're back. On this season, you can expect thought-provoking and contemporary conversations between young people and adults about consent and communication. Some audience members may find the subject matter to be triggering. We encourage you to reach out to a trusted adult, family member, or friend. You can always find additional resources in our show notes or on our website, thehallsboston.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Real Love, Real Talk podcast. Today, we have a very, very special guest from the Respectfully campaign, um, which is a campaign by the state government about healthy relationships during Teen teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. Uh, But I'll pass it over to our guest, Rebecca, to introduce herself and what she does a little bit more. Yeah, so um, I'm Rebecca Hong. I'm 17 years old, and I go to Amherst Regional High School. Um, So I've been a part of the Respectfully campaign for around two years now. And um, basically every month we've been meeting about improving the content about healthy relationships um, that we put out on the Respectfully YouTube channel and um, how to make the cartoon characters that are in those more inclusive, writing and editing dialogue for those videos and improving, you know, the interface of the Respectfully brand. Um, And I've actually been doing some voiceovers and content creation for TikTok and Instagram for Respectfully as well. Um, We actually just had our first meeting last Thursday. Um, We basically discussed our latest video about setting boundaries. Um, And, you know, I've been in Respectfully for two years, and I can honestly say, like, the improvement I've seen and the relevancy of the topic, you know, flow of dialogue, plot, um, has all improved so much, which I'm really proud of our fellow youth advisory team in this regard. So, yeah. All right, word. Thank you. And then... I'll pass it over to my co-host, Felicia. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Felicia. This is my first year as a Start Strong Leader. I'm 16 and I use the She Series. I go to the John D. O'Brien and I wanted to host this episode because I think it's important to have access to these resources. And I wanted to be able to co-host the last episode of our podcast. And I can start off with the first question for Rebecca. And how did you become a Respectfully Youth member? Yeah, so um, I'm a little embarrassed to admit this, but um, I'm 17 and I did use Facebook and I saw this ad on Facebook um, about, you know, (laughs) getting paid for your opinion. And um, honestly, props to Julia or whoever um, was creating that ad, but, you know, it's very appealing ad. Um, But, you know, I clicked into it and it was really about, um, you know, like what it means to build healthy relationships and helping the Massachusetts Department of Health with that regard. and yeah, so I just filled out this form and got an interview. Um, I did talk to a few of the people working on this campaign. And um, a few months later, I got the job. And, you know, I've, the rest is history. <laughs> Word. Um, yeah. um, our second question is, what makes this work important to you? Yeah, so, you know, there's like a widening, I feel like there's like widening knowledge gap between you know, adults and the youth in today's society. Um, You know, my generation is kind of like the first to be brought up by social media and the internet. And the way I see my friends and um, my peers use social media is it's kind of like an extension of our identity and way of communication. 
but you know like placing so much of our identity in like this online profile or identity comes with complications you know when you're trying to interact in real life and navigating what it means to have healthy relationships in real life and so yeah I just kind of want to provide um, the adults who are working on this campaign you know an insider perspective of what it's what it's like growing up in my generation and um, it's pretty meaningful to me I feel you know when I help them I feel like I'm also helping them help us so it's kind of like a little loop a nice little loop that makes it very rewarding and special to me um do you do you guys see interaction on social media with these with topics like with what is a healthy relationship? What does teen dating violence look like? Do you see young people talking about that in on social media? I see um, stuff like that, but it also comes through like influencers that are not necessarily like my peers. And oftentimes when it does come through influencers, it feels almost a little bit uh, I don't want to say fake, but it feels like they're there to spread this message. And I feel like in my peers, you know, if we do share our own real experiences, it's a lot more effective in um, trying to say, like, we all kind of go through this and, like, this is something that is so valid to each of us and that we should all, like, respect that. Um, so, unfortunately, I don't see it as much in, you know, my friend circle or um, my classmates, but... Um, you know, there are a few people out there who really do try to create um, that narrative of like spreading more respect and um, having more open communication um, if through influencers. Yeah. I agree. As someone that's on social media a lot, I think when influencers talk about these topics, it can come off as forced and like most of the time it's sponsored. So I think it's important to have people like us talking about it. For sure. And the third question we have is, what do you want teens to take away from this conversation tonight? Um, so, you know, not to be a little nerd, but today in English class, um, we're, you know, really, we're learning about Henry David Thoreau and something that he said in one of his essays that I really resonated with, um, especially growing up in this generation, is that um, society always tends to, like, you know, push out what we have that's shiny in our lives and that's like ever more true with social media you know we only post the highlights of our lives and what kind of goes well but within that we kind of lose sight of the fact that we're all still real people and we all face issues with relationships friendships and um, we all kind of do need that help with finding a supportive community um, and it's ironic that in in this way of communication where communication is so available like that we feel ever more isolated and so I think something important um to you know really champion the idea that everyone deserves respect is to break that trend and be able to share our vulnerabilities and you know what our personal experiences are um, on social media and in real life um because I feel like by sharing we kind of open paths to building more connection um, so, you know, like whatever situation you find yourself in, just remember that you definitely are not alone, even though it may seem like it with um, growing up with like the Internet and all, all that. Um, and even just being part of the Respectfully team, I think, has made me realize how common our experiences are. You know, like when we do meet a monthly basis, we talk about our own experiences and how that might 
want us to create a video about, you know, setting boundaries or stuff like that. Um, you know, we all experience kind of this, like similar sentiments, but with different people in different contexts. So, you know, I think just like fostering that kind of environment, even if it's not in a relationship, a relationship campaign, um, monthly meeting, you know, fostering that like environment that we're, we're open to communicate about our own experiences and we're all connected in that way is really important. Good. Thank you for that. Um, what you said made me, I have a question for y'all as people who've grown up fully with social media. You talked about how it kind of uh, pushes people to just promote the best part of their lives. And so that made me think like in the relationships that you see on social media, um, what messages do you guys see being sent about relationships, what a relationship should look like, what a breakup should look like, um, what are expectations? Like, what is the messaging around that that you guys are seeing on social media? Um, for me, I think everything on social media is kind of like a little bomb almost, you know, like everything's, if you just mess something up, there's going to be like 10,000 hate comments that like follow. So I think with relationships, that's especially tough because any healthy relationship I feel like has conflict and has certain issues that you need to work over to become stronger. But once you put your relationship online and expose those issues, it can create a bunch of, you know, siding, you know, I side with this person, like, oh, you need to like, you know, there's like death threats even. So I think with relationships online, there tends to be the idea that they only put out like the best parts of the relationship which creates a very unhealthy picture of what actual healthy relationships are supposed to look like. Um, and when they do break up, oftentimes, like in my opinion, like when I see like some couple break up, I'm like, I did not expect that at all with the way that they were portraying themselves. So just, I think it just portrays like relationships as some sort of perfect um, thing when it's truly healthy to think about it, that it's not. Right. Felicia? Um, to me, I feel like having a relationship online can have its ups and downs. Like, I would feel like the most recent event was Kanye and Kim. Like, Kanye's been all over Instagram, and it's been something that's really messy. And a lot of his followers think it's okay. So I feel like people will see this behavior and think of it as something that's okay and replicate it. And I feel like that's not always okay in all situations. But other times, like, I agree with what Rebecca said. People post their best moments online. And, like, it may seem like something that's valued. Like, I want to I want to be in that relationship. I want what they have. But all times, it's not the same behind closed doors. So I, I can say it really depends. Mm. You know, so, something I've been thinking about recently is, like, I mean, any type of media, whether it's a book, whether it's a movie, and then especially if it's social media, it's really like somebody else's view of the world, somebody else's values, somebody else's fantasy about what a relationship should look like, somebody else's thoughts about what this demographic does, about what men should be, what women should be, what transfer, whatever it is. Like it's somebody else's ideas. And I think on social media, it's literally anybody's ideas, right? And I think 
I know you bring up the Kim and Kanye thing. Like, people see Kanye, what Kanye is doing, and are like, this is, instead of being like, this is one way that some person is acting in a relationship, it's like, oh, this is how Kanye is acting. This is how my potential role model is acting. And then everybody else goes in the comments and is like, oh, that's toxic, or oh, that's real love, or oh, that's da-da-da-da. And then if you're a kid or even just somebody who's still learning about relationships like everybody and your ideas are still forming, your section and just hear these other people's opinions out of like as if they were fact, you know, and like that mm -hmm. pre that forms your idea before it's even before you get a chance to like form it yourself. You feel me? Yeah, I think like with um, TikTok, especially, I personally can relate to that, you know, like I see a TikTok and like the real interesting part comes when I go to the comments and I see what other people are saying, which is so wrong. But, you know, seeing what other people think about things, I like almost feel like I have to agree in the way they say it, which, you know, can be really toxic, especially to those young people who haven't formed those opinions about, you know, actually like probably serious <laughs> issues. Um, TikTok's just a silly example, but, you know, it's so easy to be swayed by like comments and like what you see online. Right, which to bring it back to the Respectfully campaign is I think why it's so important to like give real factual information and like good resources because you ain't gonna find that in the comment section. True. Yeah, I know. What you thinking about, Felicia? Um, I agree, especially with the thing with kids forming opinions online so easily. And that's why I also agree that it's really important to have resources like this. Because I can say in my experience, my mom, like, kind of withheld from having me online just mm -hmm. because, like, she didn't want me to get swayed by bad influences. So I can't agree 100% that, like, I grew up completely online. But I can see on how it sways people's opinions like I see it happening with my younger cousins and I try my best to correct them and that's why I feel like these resources are really important yeah I think it's I think it's hard to like navigate growing up on social media and like hearing everybody's thoughts and everybody's information or false information whatever it is mm -hmm. um yeah I know anybody Becca, do you have any questions for us? Any final thoughts? Felicia, do you have any questions? Anything? No. Um, not really. All right. Last question, I guess. As a representative of the Respectfully team, what is one thing that you want to make sure that the listeners take away? Um. Yeah, I kind of touched on this a little bit, but just remember that any issues that you're going through with relationships or friendships, um, just remember that even though it can be isolating on the online world where people, you know, always tend to portray their most healthy relationship-esque self, um, just remember that relationship issues are something that's universal always. And that there are so many resources that you can have, which I can talk about a little later. But um, there's so many re uh, resources that you can access to really, you know, get help with those issues and 
Um, yeah. Word. All right, Felicia, I throw you the alley. Um, I would like to thank Rebecca for coming on our show and being able to talk with us. And I want to ask you where other teens can find more info about you and your team. Yeah, so um, first off, you can follow respectfully MA on Instagram and TikTok. Um, there we post about um, our own you know, experiences with um, dealing with relationships from youth advisors in our youth group and that works with Massachusetts Department of Health on this. And um, you can take the respectfully pledge, which is mass.gov slash respectfully pledge or the respectfully quiz, um, which is mass.gov slash respectfully quiz. Um, those kind of talk about like what you should be kind of thinking about in healthy relationships. Um, and also just the respectfully um, MA website um, as part of the mass.gov um, interface, you know, they, there's so many resources on there as well. Um, yeah. And if you want to follow me, um, my <laughs> Instagram at is um, Rebecca um, spelled R-E-B-E-K-A-H-H-O-N-G and underscore. All right. Word. I like that. You're the first, you the first guest to drop your IG handle. So, uh, yeah thank you for that no uh yeah we appreciate you coming on we appreciate the listeners listening thank you for tapping in um and yeah everybody stay safe Thank you for joining us today on the Real Love, Real Talk podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself. As always, check out our show notes for ways to stay in touch with us and our guests. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit us on thehallsboston.com.